When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is your sole purpose at first date? To do whatever you tell me to, Drill Sergeant. He think he's slick, but you can't be slick to a can of oil. I look at the Cowboys like one of my exes. They look good, but I don't trust them. But tell my boss say they go low, he go high. I'm not I'm I go to the basement. You just got 70 dropped on your dome. A 50 piece and 20 extra flat. I don't care what they say about him at the barbershop. He's preaching. I'm in the pool pit saying they ain't me. It's hurt, and the season is fluid. Fluid. I think the Rams could win. Win what? That game? Yeah, you out your mind. Hit him with it, Stephen A. Stay off the weed. Which team has LeBron? Oh, that's the team I'm riding with. Don't look at me, Stephen A. You know who it is. It's Ghost Game. I'm a no, 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 we're going to bring attention to you and give you the love and respect that you deserve. First takes in the hands. This is a new day, baby. <laughs> there's, there's just so much I want to encompass in there and keep it, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. We've got Pat McAfee here to join the party. Happy Tuesday, Pat. And it is a very happy Tuesday indeed after seeing the best of Shannon. <laughs> oh, man, that was amazing. Thank yes, you. one million percent, Victoria. Go ahead, P-Mac. Go ahead. Shannon, let me give you your flowers real quick. <laughs> okay, Shannon, go let me ahead. give you your flowers. flowers. Complex said you're the most uh, – yeah, I, Complex said you're the most entertaining human on TV. Okay, that list is not fluid either, pal. You not only do it linear-wise on TV in those great suits and the teeth look phenomenal. I know you brush them six, seven times a day. And if you're in prime time, maybe ten times a day you got to do. But now what you and Ocho have started doing on the Internet, you take over the whole world, pal. Shannon, every flower that you get from whoever gives it to you is – well-deserved, well-earned. And that was a great way to start this Tuesday after the holiday watching that of you, Unc. Do your thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, P-Mac. I, I appreciate that. It's love. It's great being on here with you and Stephen A. Saturday and uh, D-O-R-C. Guys, you guys have welcomed me with open arms, and I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for allowing me to be myself. All the flowers, all the flowers to you, Shannon. And we're going to go back to the Ravens, who uh, deserve some flowers in their third quarter blitz that solidified Lamar Jackson's MVP status and their win. Now, Jackson threw two touchdown passes in a span of 18 seconds in the third quarter, and the Ravens intercepted Brock Purdy four times in a 33-19 victory over the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. And here's Lamar after the big win. We got the dub, you know, I really don't care about the performance. I just wanted to win, and that's what happened tonight. You know, um, on Christmas, that was my gift. You know, uh, they asked me at an interview uh, a couple weeks ago, like, what would I want for Christmas? And my wish got granted, you know. Uh, you just need to keep going, keep staying locked in, and keep staying focused. Because, you know, we, we know what it was 2019. You know, we was playing against guys like this, winning games, winning regular season games. And when the time came, we didn't finish the season. So we just going to keep taking it a day at a time, you know, practice at a time and a game at a time. That's all I'm focused on right now. 
We got one of his wishes, but I'm sure he has another wish. So, Pat, I'm going to ask you, is this the year Lamar makes a Super Bowl run? Well, Holly Jolly Jeff knows this. I'm a big fan of, like, the vibes in a locker room. You know, I like to see how the leaders lead. And I think LeBron's leadership style is one that is absolutely glorious. His team loves him. Everybody that's ever played alongside of him absolutely loves him. And now the MVP conversation is getting dropped in here for Lamar this year. He would win another one if that was the case. He's the odds-on favorite. His stats this year, I think, are going to be tough in that particular element, although I believe he should win. I do think this is the year that Lamar makes a Super Bowl run. And it's not just because of how great he's playing in that Jeff Munkin offense for the first year that's only going to grow, only going to get better as the season continues as they get more familiar with each other. But if you look at the weapons that he has and how they're playing, I mean, obviously he throws a touchdown right here to not only Zay Flowers and... Nelson Aguilar is on the team. And Odell Beckham Jr. is doing his thing. And likely has filled in for Mark Andrews, who was his number one weapon for numerous years. And Gussie Edwards has 12 touchdowns on the season, scored in back-to-back games. But Lamar can do everything he's always been able to do. He's just mature at doing it, and the offense is much better. Then you go to the defensive side of the ball. Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, the tag team of linebackers who are able to move all over the field and make plays. Kyle Hamilton... Although he said he didn't want to be on the all-white team, which is not good for us at all after the game. He is six foot four and everywhere on the football field. That team is loaded. They're able to win close games. They're able to win big games. They're able to win the Super Bowl preview game. And if they get home field advantage, those Baltimore folks will show up in a massive way. I do believe this is the year that Lamar Jackson can make a run. Now, Unc, I heard you don't like Lamar. That's what the internet told me. They told me you're racist. They told me that you think Lamar Jackson not good at football, Unc. You a believer after last night? You a believer? Uh, go ahead. I will follow you up. Go ahead, Saturday. Oh, hey, hey, Unc's a believer, but I'll I help you. But I'll, I'll let him finish it up. Listen, this is a good football team. This is the best football team in the NFL right now. And I will say it this way. I think the thing that separates Lamar, and I, I'm, I, I do not think he's the MVP of the league right now. I don't think it matters to him. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. That's all that matters to him. And that's all that should matter to any of them. So when you set this thing above, though, what he can do so well and how he differentiates himself from every other QB is his manipulation in the pocket. In the past where he might pull that ball down and try to go run and get yards, he will pull the ball down for a brief second, buy time, run away from defenders, and still find the open man down the field. What does that do to defenses and what got exposed for the 49ers last night? It's the scramble drill, only it's not chaotic because he's not being pressured because he's running away from people. So he waits his time and then buys time until the very end. He separates himself by the ability to do that, which allows receivers to uncover down the field and big plays to occur. Their defense is number one in the league. They are playing lights out. You saw saw them five turnovers last night. And then when they run it, and, and this includes Lamar Jackson as part of the run game, they're one of the top run teams in the NFL. So every every metric that you would measure a team and can they get finally to the Super Bowl, they check every box. Yeah, Lamar was great last night. 252 yards passing, two touchdowns, no turnover, another 45 yards rushing. He had his MVP moment last night on 30 and 16. He gains 30 yards, gets him in field goal range. He was sensational. But he yeah. said something very interesting. He said, I remember in 2019, we won games just like this only to fall short come playoff time. So nothing else really matters. We're going to take it one practice at a time, one game at a time, one day at a time. Because at the end of the day, nothing else matters. He's going to have to finish this. 
because he wants to be thought of as one of the historically great players. And what they normally do is that they win an MVP and they win a Super Bowl. Can yeah. you imagine the elite class that he's going to be in with two MVPs and a Super Bowl? There's not a whole lot of guys. There are a lot of guys that won Super Bowl MVPs because, you know, that's one game. But the MVP of the regular season, that means over 17 games. And to have two of those on his resume, get to the Super Bowl, win that, two regular season MVPs, a Super Bowl, that would put him in some of the elitists of company. And so, I look, what he did last I, night, he put everybody on notice, not just the AFC. He put the NFL on notice because he went in there and did what Zay Flowers did, kicked the dough in, stole all the gifts, and got up out of town. Great. So that's what Lamar, that's what Lamar did last night. He, he, yeah, they absolutely can make a Super Bowl run. Look. Roger Goodell did that to Adam Silver with the day of Christmas as well yeah. with sport. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. no offense to the NBA, but a lot of NFL conversation yesterday. Hey, Unc, hey, why do they think you hate Lamar, Unc? What's that all about? Why does everybody be think that? Be because they don't want – listen, I happen to be black, and they don't like when you offer critique of their black quarterbacks because what they tell me, there's only so – so, there's so few of them. But I say at my job, I cannot differentiate. I, I uh, critique and analyze players, not the color of the player, the play of the players. So when Lamar plays good, I'm going to say Lamar played good. He played well. When he says bad, I'm going to critique that also. Be it Lamar, be it Dak, be it Justin Fields, it does not matter. My job, and they say, well, Shannon, you played for the Ravens. I did. And when I played for the Ravens, I played my ass off. Played for the Broncos, too. Played my ass off. Now I'm an analyst. I hope that clears everything up. I got a different job now. When I was a football player, my job was to play football. Now I'm in the analyst chair offering a, uh, uh, an opinion or a critique. That's my job now. Hey, let, 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 me, let me say this just real quick about people critiquing. Let's just put Lamar's original MVP that he had. What do you have, 40 touchdowns and six INTs? Like, he was 30, 36 passing touchdowns, okay. six interceptions. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, he had so – stats matter for the MVP. Like, I, like people can look – I mean, he had in, – in two of the last five games, he had 170 yards passing. Mm -hmm. They still won. Like, he's winning. It Winning matters. Like, let it go. Like, just because – the MVP thing, the old conversation, everybody go get pissed off. The bottom line is – He's the, he is the quarterback of the best team in the NFL today. And they have a strong chance to win the Super Bowl. Be happy with it. If some dude run, receives it, Hill gets 2,000 yards receiving, God bless him, he deserves to get the MVP. Because ain't nobody else done it. That's, yeah. a, that's an NFL record. If, if McCaffrey continues to do what he does, or Dak, or any of these guys who are having personally great seasons, because I'll tell you this, I guarantee you ask them, them dudes who got those MVPs, they could trade them for Super Bowls, they would. Absolutely. Guaranteed on that. But P-Mac, but P-Mac, when he came out, I was one of the few analysts that said he shouldn't switch positions. I was one of the few people that said Lamar Jackson should get his money and he should hold out until Baltimore gave it to him. I was one of the few people that in 2019, early on, I say that's the MVP. I supported him. Remember when he came in for Joe Flacco in, tw in 2018 and he played okay, but they ended up getting to the playoffs and he didn't play well in the playoff game? I supported him. So, hey, he's a young guy. He's going to have to understand his legs are not going to be the only thing that gets him out and keeps him in the NFL. He's going to have to learn how to throw the football. But see, you forget all the things that I say good and you just harp on the things that I say bad because now it creates, creates the agenda that Shannon doesn't like Lamar. But they don't give me any reason why I don't like Lamar. They just say you don't because you critiqued him when he played bad.
Oh, you don't have the same energy. Yes, I do. I've said Patrick Mahomes hadn't played well this year. I said he played bad in games. I say Dak. I say whomever. Be it Josh Allen. It does not matter. My job is to look at what I see based on my knowledge of playing the game and studying the game. Well, this is what I see. This is what I saw. Same thing I said about the Cowboys. Now it comes back. They're right. They have a problem with red zone offense. They have a problem running the football. When their defense can't create turnovers, it's a problem. Oh, really? Who said that? Kansas City. Offensive line isn't very good. The receivers can't get open. Patrick Mahomes is not playing at the level. Who said that early? Oh, really? Now all of a sudden, well, you was right. You, Yeah, of course. Hey, talk your stuff on this particular program, Unc. Uh, to the Dolphins, <laughs> they ran into Jason Sanders. Obviously, that's going to be tough. All those stats you got to do. And when you go back to Lamar Jackson, I don't think you've ever said anything as bad as what Mike Flores had to say about him. And also, a little <laughs> reminder here, you're talking about him holding out and getting the money from Baltimore. He was yeah. a free agent. Hey, yeah, yeah. Jeff, Colts could have had Lamar Jackson. Colts, anybody could have had Lamar yes. Jackson. Got anybody. And now... Yes. We're watching. It's unbelievable. The Falcons, the Falcons, the Falcons should have backed up the Brink truck like Cleveland oh. did. Yeah. Shot. Hands Can down. you imagine Lamar Jackson in Atlanta? Hands oh. down. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not at all. Now we. Michael Vick. Yeah, Smith yeah, would love been, that. Arty we've been way too much. We're we're just opening up a can of worms over here. But at the end of the day, as Pat says, talk your stuff, Shannon. You got the resume to back it up. You're in the big <laughs> chair. That's all that matters. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, despite a 40-point gift from Anthony Davis, the Celtics stole the show and beat the Lakers 126-115. to Now, this was led by Chris Asperzingas with 28 points, and all five starters for the Seas had at least 18 points. And meanwhile, the Nuggets secured a 120-114 win at home versus the Warriors, and Andrew Wiggins came off the bench with 22, while Steph went 7-for-21 and 3-for-13 from the three-point line, finishing with just 18 points. All right, we're going to welcome in Kendrick Perkins and Tim Legler, and we have a birthday. Happy birthday, Tim. <laughs> oh, 
I'm not going to sing. Thank you, I'm not going to sing, but we're, we're sending all the birthday love to Legs. And, uh, hey, hey, hey. It is a terrible day to have a birthday. Ter most anticlimactic day of the year, man. That's what I've experienced my whole life. It's okay. Though. You said it, not us. But this is a debate show, so we can debate that at some point. But, hey, you get... Two back-to-back -back days of joy. So let's keep that rolling, shall we? Let's roll with the joy, mm -hmm. at least for the Celtics. But, Perk, which team are you going to be more concerned about, the Lakers or the Warriors? Oh, this is a no-brainer. This is Los Angeles Lakers. No one have expectations for the Golden State Warriors. I've been said they were done. We're talking about a team in the Los Angeles Lakers that went to the conference finals last year that bought back – all the core pieces, except for Dennis Schroeder, and added some quality pieces like Gabe Vincent. But when I think about the Lakers right now, and I look at a LeBron James that, yes, he's doing and putting up numbers and doing things and defeating Father Time, but at the end of the day, he was tired last night. And you know why he's tired? Why he was tired? Because he had to do so much two nights before against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We had to drop 40. He had to do the ball handling. He had to do the playmaking. He had to do every damn thing. And until the Lakers make a move, my concerns are for them right now because they could be a first round out, to be honest with you, with this roster right now currently constructed. They could be out in the first round if they make the playoffs. Well, that's why I'm going with the Golden State Warriors because they can't grow. They're dead last in points in the paint. They don't get any easy buckets. They're dead last in block shots. And you know, you talk about the Lakers went to the conference finals. Well, just the year before that, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA finals. And Steph Curry. We, we, you know, people keep trying to have this conversation. Steph is the greatest point guard. We can debate that another day in time. Well, he's on the same level of, as LeBron. Well, he should have the same level of expectation as LeBron with this team. And right now, they're not very good. They don't really get consistent play, and they don't get anything easy, uh, a perk. They don't get anything easy, legs. So everything is from the outside. It's hard to continuously win games. And as uh, Will Bond was saying yesterday, is that the West has gotten better. The Nuggets are not coming back. Sacramento is on the ascend. We didn't think uh, uh, Minnesota was going to look like this this year. We didn't uh, know OKC was going to be like this this year. Now, Phoenix, we're going to see if they can get that stuff together. I did just don't play defense right now, and, and, and KD is already complaining about he needs help, yada, yada, yada. But when I look at these two teams, the L.A. Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, I, as long as I got LeBron, LeBron is going to be fine. They're going to make some moves. I don't know the moves that Golden State can make that's going to make them what we think they should be or what they think they should be, which is championship contending team. Yeah, look, when, when I hear the way this question is framed, the way I look at it is this. If Steph Curry's on your roster, then you're still expecting to contend for yes. championships. So when I look at those two teams, relative to being a contender, certainly I'm more concerned for the Golden State Warriors because I just don't think their top gear is the same as the Lakers' top gear. I, look, you're seeing right now some carryover from going all in on the in-season tournament. This is a team in the Lakers that is 100% built for April, May, and June. They're going to have some, some days, particularly the dog days of the NBA season, which we're in right now, where they're just not going to bring necessarily that level of playoff intensity. Now, I will say, 
you know, when AD shows up the way he did yesterday, you're expecting to win that game. And they've compared themselves to the Boston Celtics, who right now are the best team in the league. So I think if you go by yesterday, you're going to think, oh, the Lakers aren't close. You hear LeBron's comments. Well, you're gauging them next to the team that's right now the best team in the league. So I think that's a little bit of prisoner of the moment in making that comparison. When you really look at the totality of making a run later in the year, I still believe more in the Lakers because of their top two guys their ability to play physically, the way the game is going to be played in the postseason. When I look at the Warriors, I know Clay's got out of his slump here recently, but again yesterday you saw a defense able to corral him, contain him. Wiggins is not the same guy that he was when he won a championship. I just don't see their top level being good enough to consider them a legitimate contender right now. And I'm not going to say the same thing about the Lakers as long as they have LeBron and AD healthy. Well, 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 let me ask both of y'all this question. What quality win outside of Oklahoma City has the Lakers got this season? Talking about playing against contenders. I'll tell well, you, not one. Not one. <laughs> let me ask it. Not one. Outside the game that LeBron had to go out there and get 40 and AD talking about they was in a must-win situation. That is concerning. And I don't want people to be fooled about the Lakers winning the in-season tournament. The in-season tournament was a beautiful thing. Adam Silver did his damn thing, okay? One of the best commissioners in, in the world ever to ever have the job. But when I think about the Lakers and what they had to do to win the in-season tournament, they had the easiest pool play. They had to play the Pelicans and the Pacers, which they're clearly better than both of those ball clubs. And so when I think about the Lakers, I always measure them on what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be a title contender. So you only get measured against title contending teams. Nobody came into this season picking Golden State to make any noise in the Western Conference. I know I didn't. Well, that's the problem. Because they held, uh, I mean, what's the difference? I mean, Steph Curry got two MVPs, got four titles. Why does he get held to a different standard than other great players? And you have that expectation for Giannis. You have that expectation for Joel Embiid. Why do we see the thing what we do, Legs? You see what people are doing? Well, we don't have the same expectation for Legs. I mean, excuse me, for Steph Curry. But you say he's the equivalent, equivalent of the other guy. So I'm, try, I'm confused. But you said who do they beat? I'm trying to figure out, how did Indiana make the finals of the end-season tournament? Who did they beat on the Eastern Conference to get there? Did they beat the Boston Celtics? Did they beat the Milwaukee Bucks? I'm just curious. Yes or no, Perk? I, yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, they did, but so what? So what, Shannon? Some people took the end-season tournament more, like, more serious than others. Now, would you pick – let me ask you this. Would you pick if the Pacers and the Celtics was to match up today, you go pick the Celtics in the seven-game series, oh, right? Oh, yeah, in the seven-game series. But the oh. in-season tournament was a one-game series. It's one oh, and done, move on. But I'm saying this, Perk. All I'm saying is this is that because the, the Warriors don't get easy, think about what they get. Everything is outside. And, you know, you it's hard to, to win games night in and night out consistently when you get no easy buckets. They ain't got nobody that can drop the ball down to and say, okay, go get your back to the basket, go get me an easy bucket. They dead last in points in the paints. They don't, they're not a great defensive team because they're small and they don't got anybody to challenge you. And so for that alone – 
AD gave us 40 and 13. LeBron, I would have liked to seen him a little bit more aggressive. He turned into a passer, and I didn't think he needed to yesterday. Maybe he, let's just say for the sake of argument, Perk, your argument is true, that he was a little tired and he didn't have the legs to go out there and assert himself offensively. But still, I know what AD, and AD has been exceptional this year. He's been great, mm-hmm. not only in points, rebounds, and blocks, but he's been there. He's played. That's what I need. I need him on the court. So I'm not concerned about the Lakers. The Lakers will be just fine. They're going to make a move. I just don't know even if the Warriors were to make a move, where can they go to get someone that make them serious, serious playoff contenders? A championship contender. Yeah, I, I look, I look at it like this still for me for the Lakers. I, I look at the Lakers and I look at the landscape in the Western Conference. I think some of these teams still have question marks. Right now, I think Minnesota's operating pretty much at full capacity. We know what they are. But, look, this is a team that hasn't gone through that before, right? Two rounds, three rounds. You get a team like the Lakers in a seven-game series, you're Minnesota. That could be a different ball game with LeBron James out there controlling the pace. We know what Denver is, and, and they're second in the West right now. We expect that team to be a conference finalist, maybe a finalist, maybe a repeat champion. We're, we're right now we're reacting a lot, I think, to what LeBron had to say because it was right after the game. You just went up against this probably the best or second best starting five in all of basketball, the most certainly the most versatile offensive starting five in all of basketball that the Celtics put out there. And by comparison, LeBron said, look, we're not on that level right now. So now everybody's thinking like, oh, it's panic time for the Lakers. Bottom line is this. You get that team with that player in a seven-game series, I still think they can compete and contend with those two guys. For the Warriors, the margin for error is so much smaller because they win one way, and the guys they have doing it don't do it as efficiently or as good or as often as they used to. That spells a tough run for the Golden State Warriors to get out of the first round or maybe even be a play-in team. No, but, but but here's the thing, though. They've been having concerns even before Braun comments last night. That's why they moved D'Angelo Russell to the bench. If you got elite guard play, you're going to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Last year, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, Shannon and Legs. I know one thing. I know the Lakers were wishing to play Golden State like they did instead of the Sacramento Kings because if they yeah. played the Sacramento Kings last year, they would have went home. Because they don't have an answer for De'Aaron Fox. Go check the numbers. He's been busting they behind since he's been playing them. They don't have an answer for him. So until they make a move, they have to make a move. Otherwise, they will be a first-round exit. Think about this real quick. When they won the NBA championship in the bubble, right, who did they have on that roster that was a key piece? Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo, who's setting the table for Braun and AD to get easy buckets to take the pressure off of Braun? Nobody. They need a third star. Yeah, and look, look, the Warriors and the Lakers currently occupy the two play-in spots in the West, but they do have to make moves because the Lakers have a minus 120 points differential in the first, which is the worst in yeah. the NBA. So moves a terrible start. need to be made for sure. Yeah, I have a New Year's resolution. I am no longer going to rely on my buddy Fat Rob and Rapid to any suggestions as far as picks are concerned. He lets us all go broke. No more. I'll make my picks. I'll decide what teams we will discuss, and he will follow. When I follow him, we lose. When he follows me, we win. New Year's resolution to get picks right in 2024. 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For my 2024 New Year's resolution, I'm going to be kinder to others. And that includes Stephen A. and his A-list that each week I have to help him with. I'm going to be a better helper for him so he can actually put out decent A-list. That's my resolution. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look who is in whose office this morning. Look at the top left of your screen. That says Stephen A. Smith, his office. And guess whose hat I'm wearing? You know who it is, Stephen A. Hey, this thing's real. You always talk about the real. This is the real Cowboys hat. Only thing I'm missing is a cigar. I miss it. I'll get one a little bit later. But Stephen A., I told you I was going to help you. And my resolution, yeah, 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 I'm here to do it. And we're going to start with number five right here. Bam! Give it to me. Number five, the Cleveland Browns. Are, are we serious right now? Did we step it up with the Browns? Yeah, the number two defense in the NFL. That's what I'm talking about. Joe Flacco, career resurrection. Can anyone call it out? Because he has called out. Leading the league in passing since he's been back. Over 300 yards a game. Amari Cooper lights out. 200-yard-plus game, two touchdowns, making it happen. Defense is playing hot. That's what I'm talking about. They're the number five team, but they ain't number four, Stephen. And you know who number four is? Bam, give it to me. We're late. Bam, give it to me. The Detroit Lions. Yes, the Detroit Lions. Physicality. What is Dan Campbell? Congratula congratulations, by the way, on the North. That's what I'm talking about. The Lions, the most physical team right now in the North. Offensive line pushing the Vikings around, making it happen, playing nasty. Gibbs is playing well. Hey, Jameis Williams making some noise right now. You got to like that. St. Brown's doing his thing. Jared Goss leading this team. Defense is picking off the last week. Four picks out there. Dre Bloss, shout out to you. Congratulations to all you. The number four team in the NFL this week is the Detroit Lions, but they ain't number three. You know who number three is, Stephen A? Bam! Give it to me, Miami Dolphins. Why? Because how about them Cowboys? That's right. They put the beat down on them Dallas Cowboys when they needed it most. Tua and the boys rallied. Mike McDaniel didn't back down. Drove it down to finish him off. Guess what? Everybody in the stadium knew those last two were going to be runs. Could they stop it? They couldn't stop it. That's the thing I like. Kick the field goal, walk it off, win it, do the whole thing. Big time game. They showed up for it. Now they got a big time show up 
with the number the number one team. We ain't got there yet. Where are we at? With the number two team. Bam! San Francisco 49ers. Tough night last night, right? Took a beat down. Can't turn it over four times. You brought Purdy. Can't come in and turn it up again if you're Darnold. Too many turnovers can't overcome that. But make no mistake. That is a great football team right the San Francisco 49ers. They have what it takes. They just got to put it all together, and they ran into the hottest team in the NFL. Make no mistake, though, the 49ers, they're going to make it some noise when it comes playoff time. They got to finish the season all strong, and then let's dance with it in the playoffs. But the number one team, because we know it's fluid, for this week, Baltimore Ravens. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, statement game last night. Put the beat down going out to San Fran and put the beat down like they did. Give them credit. Lamar Jackson, everybody's talking about the MVP this morning, where he is. It don't matter because what they want is, is that Super Bowl championship. That's what he wants. That's what them Ravens want. Number one defense in the league, and they showed up in a big way. Rokon Smith, queen at that linebacker, flying all around, making plays. Four interceptions. I mean, five turnovers. They making it all happen on that side of the ball. Run the ball efficiently. And then, hey, Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns when it mattered most. Put it away. Ravens, number one team in the NFL. Stephen A., that's how you do an A-list. I'm here for the BAMs, all right? I'm here for all the BAMs. Yes, yes. But uh, fans at home, we want to hear from you. Scan the QR code that will appear on your screen shortly and tell us what grade Jeff's list should get. And, uh, you know, this is his little this flag. Is a, this is a solid <laughs> list. Not going to lie, I would run through a brick wall for Dan Campbell. But while we wait for that, Shannon, what grade are you giving this list? You know what? That's a really nice list. I can tell you put a lot of thought into it. Uh, we're very similar on everything except number five. I got the Bills as my number five team because I like the way they've been playing, running the football. Josh Allen, you mentioned, minus a few of those turnovers, he might be more in the MVP conversation with those 40-plus total touchdowns. But I got the Bills at five. I got the Lions at four. I got the Dolphins at three, the Niners at two, the Ravens at one. So because we differ, I gotta, I'm going to give you – I'll give you an A-minus. A-minus, strong, B-plus, plus. But the Browns <laughs> – Hey, what's crazy? What's cra Listen, here's the crazy part. I had the Bills at six, and I'm with you. The only thing I'll say is the Browns aren't even running the ball. They ain't having a run because Flacco is Aaron. He's leading the league since he's been back. Now, it's fluid. That could be – hey, we know Flacco all of a sudden right. can go the other direction. But for this week, that's why it's fluid, Unc. That's why you got to roll with it. You got to go – hey, they only beat the Chargers. The Bills only beat the Chargers by a couple. Hey, yeah. Browns made it happen. That's why I got yeah. them at five. Yeah. Well, well, Jeff, what about the Bills, though? I think when you think about what Josh Allen presents, yeah. right, whether it's with his legs or with his arm, when it all matters, that's the dude that you want to ride with. And, again, he's had too many turnovers this season by his own admission, fourth quarter uh, interceptions that have cost his football team. But when they are really running, it's a very good for the offensive line. has played much better than people give him credit for. They have explosive plays on the outside. And their defense is starting to gel, even with all the injuries. That's going to be a, that's going to be a tough one if they make it into the playoffs. So that would yeah. kind of be your number six. That's my number six, right? Yeah, yeah. But Shannon's yeah. number five. Yeah, that's my number five. Bills, Lions, Dolphins, 49ers, Ravens. But that's hey, a minus solid my list. First list. That's a solid. Well, that's plus a solid plus list too. Which one are you gonna go with? A minus or B plus plus? I give him an A minus. This is first list on his own. I give him an A minus. Yes. All right. We like that. How about the hat? How about that? How about the hat and the look? What, what, oh, the A plus. Not the a plus. Don't I don't do know about too. I don't know about a cowboy hat and a sweater, but okay, I, it works for you. This is festive. This is festive gear. This is festive. This is post Christmas one day festive gear right here. This is this is not, but it's, he's just trying to keep up with your suit yesterday, Shannon. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But uh, look, America 
has uh, given their vote. Uh -oh. So let's see the results. Ooh, ooh, oh, wait, look yeah. at that. 57 Oh my goodness. Oh my, hey, Steve, I don't think Stephen A's ever got a 57% in the ooh. A category. Ooh. One and done. Ooh. This A, ah. this right here, Stephen nice A. Job. Stephen okay. A, look right here. He's gone. I'm out. Been real, been fun. Ain't been real fun. I'll see you, Stephen A. That's how you do it. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Welcome back. It is time for some quick takes because we had some Luka magic, folks, with a 128 to 114 win against the Suns. Mavs star Luka Doncic became just the fourth player in NBA history to score 50 in a Christmas Day game while also casually passing the 10,000 career points milestone. So, Shannon, where does this rank in Christmas Day performances? You know, guys, I'm going to have to go with just the Christmas Day performances that I saw with my very eyes. So I'm going to have to exclude Will's 50. 36 on Christmas. Uh, LeBron had a 27-point triple-double and got the best of Kobe, but that's not it for me. I saw Nikola Jokic have, what, a 41-15-15 and 15 last year. That's not it for me. My greatest memory of a Christmas Day game was Bird Dog King. Bernard King went for 60 in the garden on Christmas Day, and that's his highest scoring game ever. So that was the best one for me, although Luka 50 and 15 was something special. But Bernard King on Christmas Day in 1984 was the best one I saw with my own eyes. Not going to lie, I agree with you, Shannon. All right, as a, <laughs> I'm just going to keep agreeing with you. You know what you're talking about. You're in the big seat. All right, as mentioned earlier, the Golden State Warriors fell to the Denver Nuggets 120-114 to 114 yesterday, and Jokic finished with 26 points despite a 4 of 12 showing from the floor. He set a career high with his 18 made free throws, and the Nuggets were 26 of 32 from the free throw line. Now, after the game, Steve Kerr sounded off about the officiating of the night. I have no no problem with um, the officials themselves. Um, they're all across the league. We have really good officials. I have a problem with the way we we are um, legislating defense out of the game. That's what we're doing in the NBA. The way we're teaching the officials, we're just enabling players to BS their way to the foul line. Um, if I were a fan, I wouldn't have want, wanted to watch the second half of that game. It was disgusting. That was a very interesting uh, soundbite right there. All right, Perk and birthday boy Legs back with us. Now, Perk, were Steve Kerr's comments fair or foul? They're foul. And over the last couple of weeks, a lot of Steve Kerr comments have been foul. Matter of fact, they've been making my damn skin crawl when I think about it. Number one, if you're going to call out something, 
Don't hide behind subliminals. Put an address on it. You were talking about Jokic and his 18 free throws because 18 of his 18 of his 26 points came from the free throw line last night. That's number one. And number two, Jokic is one of the like most high IQ players the game has ever seen. I played with a great player in Paul Pierce that when he didn't have it going offensively, his shots weren't falling, he got to the free throw line. Secondly, I'm going to take a line from Finesse two times. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. When Golden State was making their runs and, and winning championships with KD, without KD, and calls were going their way, everything was fine and dandy. Now, Steve Kerr, do you really want to go back to the old school rules? Because that might hurt your offense. Do you really want to go back to old school hand checking, stopping progress? Holding up Steph Curry, getting physical with Klay Thompson? Do you really want that? Or do you want to address the problem at hand last night? That Steph Curry was 7 for 21, Klay Thompson 3 for 13. That was the real problem. Like, address that. It was nothing yeah. wrong with that game last night. You're absolutely right. Well, get hey, Steve Kerr, let my recommendations be you go get you a player that can BS his way to the line, to the free throw line, because that's your problem. You can't get fouled because you're selling for jump shots. And teams are smart enough not to foul your jump shooters. They got Nikola Jokic. It's just like Joel and B. Well, how do you stop him? You've got to foul him, especially when you're a small team like Golden State. Golden State doesn't have a big that you can drop the ball down to and say, go get me a bucket or go get fouled. And so when Steph Curry is shooting all those jump shots and they're not going in, and Klay Thompson is shooting all those jump shots and they're not going in, they've always been a team that didn't shoot a whole lot of foul shots, legs and perk, because they shoot jump shots. They don't got nobody that can bang. They got nobody with it back to the basket and can go get easy buckets or he gets fouled. That's bull job, Steve Kerr. Like I said, the problem was you had is that Nikola Jokic didn't have it going offensively uh, 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 shooting the ball, but he was able to draw fouls and get to the free throw line and had a great stat line. But that's your, that's your guy's fault because you're not a big team. Well, look, I, look, there's a lot of nights I watch NBA games and I have a little bit of a problem with some of the calls that are made and sending guys to the line with very minimal contact. I guess that's just part of my mindset from when I played. It's, it is different in that way. But here's the thing. Here's where Steve Kerr is wrong. When he makes comments like this after a game against Jokic, it seems like he's now putting a shine on Jokic. Like he is the poster child for guys that do this. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, Jokic only gets to the line about six times a game. I think Thank for his you. career, he averages 4.6 free throw attempts per game. Like, this is nothing like you get with Embiid Joel and Embiid. Giannis. Yeah. Both Giannis. of those guys, I think they have – yeah, they have five seasons each where they've averaged 10 or more free throws a game. Jokic, for his career, averages six mm -hmm. uh, or 4.6. He's averaging six this year. It just so happened on this night against a smaller team, a physically weaker team, a team that just has a propensity for fouling a lot. Jokic took advantage of getting the calls, went to the line on a, on a night when he wasn't feeling it with his jump shot. He only had four field goals. So he wasn't really having a normal Jokic offensive game. Guess what great players do? They find another way to beat you. So on this mm -hmm. particular night, that's what he did. He took advantage of a smaller team against him, smaller matchups they were trying to put against him, and he got to the line 18 times. So that's where I have a problem with Kurt making these comments after this game because it seems like he's trying to signal out Jokic as a guy that's taking advantage of this by doing a lot of acting, and the truth just doesn't bear that out when you look at the facts. Nobody touches the ball more in this league than Jokic. 101 touches a game. He only shoots six free throws a night. 
It just was one of those nights for Steve Kerr, unfortunately, that Jokic was able to take advantage of it. Well, and speaking of facts, if I may, if I may interject, gentlemen, Denver ent- entered Monday shooting the worst free throw percentage in the NBA. So it was a, it was a good night, but, like, the facts are the facts here. Right. They yeah. made them. I mean, you go 18 for 18, everybody's going to complain. But, Legs, you remember when James Harden used to draw those fouls and he was shooting 10, 13 a night? Okay, if it was right. a situation like that, I get it. Yeah. But Nikola Jokic is six foot seven, I mean, six foot ten, seven foot tall, and your guy, and you, they put him in a pick, and Steph Curry's on him, or Klay Thompson's on him, or uh, uh, Wiggins is on him. What do you think he's going to do? It's yeah. Krispy Kreme time, and they're hot. He about mm-hmm. to eat them up. They cream in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. On that note, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, gentlemen. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Welcome back to First Take. We've got Stephen A. weighing in on Mr. Saturday, saying, ha, oh my God, my boy Jeff Saturday is on First Take right now, imitating me on my A-list. This is absolutely hysterical. You got me, Jeff. You got me. Love it. I can't say a word. Shannon Sharp, I can't say a word. Nugly, we're all loving it. We're all loving it. But, Jeff, the floor is yours. Well, I ain't never seen Stephen A. We're speechless. So I must have done something right. Yeah. But in, in all honesty, man, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I love being with, with you and Unc uh, every day, Stephen A. It's, I mean, it's, it's an absolute blast to be here on Tuesday. So I have, always have fun. Enjoy going back and forth. But imitation is a thing of beauty, and I imitated, I imitated the man, did the best I could with it. <laughs> hey, Saturday, I think, I think he's a little upset because I gave you an A, and he's only gotten one A in about 16 weeks, so yeah. he's a little upset that you got one A and got out. <laughs> hey, that's the best way to do it. Hey. That's the best way to do it. Don't try to overdo it. That's Just how we do it. Just make your mark and roll out. Make your mark, roll out. Look stylish while you're doing that's right. it. That's how you got to do it. All right. For Shannon, Jeff, Pat Legs, and Perk, I'm Victoria Arlen. Thanks for hanging with us. See you all. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.